0: Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time.
1: Quick disclaimer at the final five, maybe 10 or 15 minutes of this episode, there's a little weird audio feedback that happens in between my conversation with Jason and i just wanted to let you all know that it's kind of annoying so if you get too annoyed at it i'm totally okay if you guys turn the turn turn the episode off uh, that's totally fine with me i just wanted to let you all know that before you guys listened and maybe thought that your phone was being weird but if you listen thank you so much i really appreciate you <music> Well, hello everyone! Welcome back to another episode of a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. In today's episode, we have uh, someone with a pretty cool testimony. Someone who has been a missionary in jungles before. Uh, please welcome Jason Fenton. How are you doing today, Jason?
0: I'm good, bro, man. How are you? Excited to doing be great. here. Great.
1: I am glad to have you on today. So today we're going to be talking about not wasting your life, what it looks like to not waste your life, and and what it looks like to waste your life, actually. Uh, but before we do that, Jason, could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from, uh, your upbringing, how you came to know Christ, and a little bit about your time uh, as a missionary?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, so... I'll kind of give you the the thousand foot view and you can always ask more questions and details, but man, for me, I grew up, I grew up in the church really. My, my dad is a pastor. He still is a pastor back in Texas as uh, where I grew up. And so, you know, I was blessed to really grow up in the culture of Christianity long before I knew what that actually meant for, for my life. Um, but even even with that like I think there were some some growing pains I had to kind of discover it for myself so I gave my life to Christ when I was about eight years old um, and then I really kind of worked that out and mm-hmm. in my, all my high school years kind of honestly kind of lived this double life where there was part of me that really was sold out to Christ and then there's part of me that that wasn't and right. um, so I kind of kind of wrestled with that but then I went to college and uh, that was kind of the first time I, I really got to do whatever I wanted. So I I could go to church or make bad decisions on the weekend and and no one really knew the difference. And so that's where I really kind of was forced to make a decision like, Hey, am I really going to do this Christian thing or am I going to not? And, um, I had so much invested in my life at a young age, uh, that I really felt like, um, Like I knew all the right things. I just wasn't doing it. So anyway, all that to say, uh, God was gracious and plugged me into a a church uh, that just had a really cool college ministry. And so it just really helped me to kind of catch a vision for what my life could look like as a young man to follow Christ. And so did that, uh, then kind of finished college out there at at Texas A&M. But uh, I would say during that time is really when I caught, kind of a vision for the nation. So um, I, I grew up, like I said, my dad was a pastor and I never really desired that. That wasn't something that I thought, oh, I want to do that one day, like the opposite, actually. Um, even though that was really positive experience for me, it just wasn't something that I was drawn to. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't drawn to missions either uh, until the summer before my senior year. Uh, me and my buddy, James, we, we took a mission trip to, to South Sudan africa and uh like honestly bro really we went because it it sounded really cool (laughs) like it wasn't as spiritual uh as i'd like to to think it was and so we went uh and i really felt like the lord used us and there were some crazy things that happened like um we had to like help finish this compound in the middle of like in the middle of africa and like there's no access and So there was it was myself and James and then one other guy came with us to kind of he had been there before and was going to kind of show us the ropes. And I think like four days in the plan was for him to be with us all three months. But like four days in, he was like, hey, guys, here's the deal. It's about to rain. And when it rains here, the planes can't leave because it's so wet, like there's no cement. It's just mud and dirt. And so he said, so I think I'm going to leave and uh, I'm praying for you guys. I think you guys are going to do a great job, but I'll see you when you get back. So our guy that was supposed to show us everything, he, he left us like four days in. So anyway, all that to say, it was a crazy experience, and I really, really feel like God used that to kind of ignite this idea of, wow, like following Christ, it, it is the greatest adventure of, of one's life. And so, you know, that summer ended, we actually had to get out of the out of that country on UN helicopters and all sorts of crazy things happened. And anyway, I came back to finish my senior year of college. And I was like, I really don't see myself doing anything else other than missions. You know, that just kind of awakened this desire inside of me to, to just be used by God in a, in a global way. And so that's when I applied to the international mission board uh, and did a program they have called journeymen which is like a two-year program for, for after people graduate college. And it's crazy. They literally will pay you to be a missionary. I mean, you have to apply and you have to get accepted. Uh, so, so I got accepted and they matched me with this job where I was going to live in the Amazon jungle for two years uh, and then try to help facilitate contact with uncontacted Indian tribes um, in the jungle. And so it was like, uh, yeah, I think we'll do that. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So that's kind of how I got to the jungle, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Right.
1: Can you tell everyone a little bit about the jungle real quick? Um, yeah. And uh, pirates?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so let me, just, let me just plug this in. So kind of I'll just start like our main role in the jungle, like I said, was to try to help Believe it or not, Alex, there's there are several uncontacted tribes that still exist in the Amazon jungle. Mm-hmm. And by uncontacted, I mean like the outside world has really made no official contact with them. So they may have rushed up against another Indian tribe, but but by and large, they are primitive, just like you would think of like naked you know, running through the jungle with bows and arrows, like exactly what you're picturing. That's, that's right. these people. Uh, and because of that, they they obviously have never heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we believe that there are no innocent people in the world. So therefore without Jesus Christ, like they, they would have no other way to be saved other than hearing the gospel. So that's kind of our main target. So to do all that, what we would do is we would come in and find a village that was really remote Uh, and really isolated it could take us weeks to get to this village and then we would if we had permission we would stay there for four or five months at a time and then really try to either start a church or strengthen one that was already existing Mm -hmm. because these these remote uh, villages would be surrounded by these nomadic uncontacted tribes so periodically these these uncontacted tribes would come in and steal like food or like supplies and stuff. And typically, when that happens, I mean, you can imagine if your whole family grows potatoes and fishes for a living, and then someone comes in and steals all your potatoes for the year. I mean, that's a big deal. And so, usually, when that happens, there's a lot of violence. Um, and so, our whole strategy was to come in, build up the church, give them the missionary mindset so that they, when they think of these other tribes in the area, they think of them as the lost sheep not so much their enemy, and then we also give them practical tools on, like, what it looks like to have healthy contact instead of always it being violent, uh, so that's that's why we were there. I'll give you the why, and then part of um, what that would look like is we would just live life with them, and so we would hunt with them. We would fish with them. We would help them build their gardens. We would help them build houses. I mean, it was like you lived in the jungle, and it was really hard work, but it was, it was a lot of fun, too.
1: That's cool. Praise the Lord for, for your time there uh, and the impact that you made there. And so, you know, what we're going to be talking about today, uh, like I said earlier, talking about not wasting your life. And mm. I feel like that's something that many Christians do. Like they will proclaim to be a Christian and then they will waste your, their lives living it for themselves rather than for the Lord, which mm. it's, it seems as if that's a lot of christians and, mm-hmm. and and it's sad uh but what does it look like to waste your life and, and as, as i was thinking about this i was thinking about quite a few things and oh, i have yeah. um th- three things that i that i got got when i was research researching for this and so the first one is to waste your life focusing on material material things rather than christ and that is something that happens quite a bit actually and mm-hmm. so i pulled up uh, luke 12 15 to 21 and it says then he said to them watch out be on your guard against all kinds of greed he does not life does not consist in abundance of possessions and he told them this parable the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest he thought to himself what shall i do i have no place to store my crops then he said this is what i'll do I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take your life, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to them, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for himself, but is not rich Towards God, and so wasting your life on material things is what Christ is a, is is talking about, and, and that's what this parable is about—to not waste your life focusing on on money and possessions, but rather focus on Christ instead of these
0: earthly things. Yeah, that's really good. It you know it makes me think of, and you you said it like we're a lot of. I mean, the American dream, nothing in the world really will push us towards not wasting our life on material things. And, and a lot of these things like innately aren't bad, you know, like to have a house or to have a, to even have a family, like those aren't bad things. But if those are your, if those are the maximum of your aspirations, um, like you're missing it, you know, like people, we, we were created to love God, to know God and share God, you know, know Christ and share Christ. And so, if, if we miss that and get so focused on making sure the bills are paid, making sure, you know, that we have the American dream of getting married and having 2.5 kids. <laughs> Not that those things are bad. You got to pay your bills. And if you have kids, you need to take care of them. But man, most people just don't have a, a great vision for their life. And, and the truth is you, you only get, let's say you get a hundred years maximum. And most people don't even get that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy. I think to, to spend your life doing stuff that just like the guy in this parable, like they're building up these storehouses in their life. And that may be a new job, maybe a car, maybe a vacation home, maybe this or that. At the end of the day, when you die, it doesn't go with you. Uh, And so you have all of eternity to, to really either be with Christ in heaven or not. And so how many people did you take with you? Is kind of the, the idea there. Yeah, it's a good point.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like you said, uh, when you started talking about this is, these things aren't inherently evil. Like mm-hmm. these things aren't bad. Money isn't bad, but many people will focus on money rather than God. First Timothy six ten. for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And the, and the reason for that for, for piercing themselves with many griefs is because they have put money in material things over christ making them an idol over who we're supposed to worship
0: Mm -hmm. that's good man that's good and
1: and, and so then the next point is to lead a sinful life don't waste your life living a sinful life mark 7 verse 20 it says he went on what comes of a person's uh what comes out of a person is what defiles them for it is from within out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. And all these evils come from inside and defile a person. So don't waste your life living things, living a life of sexual immorality or theft or murder or any of these things, because when you waste your life, you are wasting your eternity.
0: Mm that's good, Alex. I, you know, there's so much there's such a list there of, of yeah. there's so many ways you could waste it. Right. And so I don't have time to address all of them, but, but one that I, that like means a lot to me. So I'm, I'm 31 and I'm, I'm a guy and I'm single, never been married. Uh, and I think like in our culture, like I think for any young person, young adult or in high school, or even, even younger, um, I think there's a lot of pressure to, to be married and to, you know, or find a girlfriend, find a boyfriend, you know, like kind of have that relationship and, and draw meaning out of that, that hopefully one day would, would be marriage, right? Um, and just people, one of the easiest and biggest ways I think people waste their life is, is they, they aren't satisfied with what God has given them. The Bible talks about singleness being a gift and that's really not how most people view it. Uh, And so most people, when they get that gift, instead of leveraging the season that they're in, which may be singleness for the gospel, for doing overseas missions, for um, just being plugged into their community at their church, they're focused on how do I, how would I get out of this season as quick as I can, right? How do I get over this to find the one, to find the girlfriend or find the boyfriend or the fiance or whoever. Um, And it's just such a, it's such a waste because there's things that you and I could do, like go to the Amazon jungle, that, that we couldn't do if we had a house and a mortgage and a, a family with 2.5 kids, <laughs> you know? And so I think one of the ways people waste their life um, is, is by not relishing the gift that God's given them at this time. So if you're not faithful with the gift of singleness, why would you be faithful with the gift of marriage one day? So just being able to steward the gifts in the season that God's given you in at that time, I think it's a big way that we could not waste our life. Right.
1: That makes sense. And, and I I totally agree with you uh, that when we have been given gifts from God, such as singleness, like Jason just said, we need to leverage them for God's glory instead of wasting our time away, focusing on something rather than Jesus. When, when Jesus is the number one thing that we should be focusing on. And, and so... And then the third, the third one that I have, what it looks like to waste your life, uh, to lead a distracted life, and and that's something else that that many Christians do, leading a distracted life, focusing on whatever other thing that is before them, whether it's like not even evil, bad things, maybe it's video games or TV or or, or movies or or just media in general. Um, many people will get distracted by these kinds of things and not focused on cr- focus on christ proverbs 4 25 through 27 let your eyes look straight ahead fix your gaze directly before you give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways do not uh, turn to the right or the left keep your foot from evil so this is talking about focusing on the path that christ has for you focusing and staying on that path rather than any other path that this
0: world might take you Mm. yeah Alex that's that's really good and you know I think that kind of ties into to point number two as well but um yeah there's so many things that can distract us that like we said before like they're not always bad you know like you can get distracted with work work is a good thing who does not work does not eat the Bible says you know but you can get distracted with all those things uh so I think in your life you can be present and, and be distracted because you're multitasking with so many things that aren't the main thing, or, you know, uh, we're in a series right now at the church with our young adults uh, that's talking about mental health, and so one of, one of the biggest things right now, especially in young people, is this idea of either depression or anxiety, right, and so they're not living in the moment, they're either, this was a quote from our pastor Chad, He, he said, Either you're living in, in the future too much and which causes you to be anxious because you have no control over it or you're living in the past too much, which causes you to be depressed because you can't change it. And so that's that's a great example, I think, like even just psychologically in your mind, like you may be at work, you may be doing what you need to be doing, but your, your head and your, your heart and your mind, like you're so anxious about the things to come that what might be what, what might not be or your past and how you can't change it mistakes you've made etc so that's a great point
1: you know I like how you said that like you're focusing too much on the future and you're anxious because of it and you're focused too much on your past and you're depressed because you can't change it and I feel like that's many people not just Christians that's many people in this world today they're wasting their life away focusing on what's to come or focusing on what's already happened, what we should be focusing on is Christ in the here and now. Because Mm -hmm. even if you can't change your past, you can affect your future by focusing on Jesus rather than what your future might have.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: So, so then the next part, the next part of this episode, we're going to be talking about how to live a life that is christ-like and, and how to live a life that you're not wasting it away and so the first one is is guard your heart and i've said this verse uh in my podcast before but but i'll say it again proverbs four twenty three. above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it so guard your heart from this world guard your heart from evil guard your heart from sin from from anything that might come in your life that you could be wasting it away because of this world guard your heart from it and then guard your heart so you can focus on jesus rather than the earth
0: that's good man i, I think i think most commonly that verse we use it when we're talking about like dating you know like girls say, hey, guard your heart, you know, or guys <laughs> like, you need to guard her heart, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the better uh, application, not that that's not a good one, but it's is, is kind of what you're talking about. Like there's so many things that have nothing to do with dating that can, that can steal your heart. You know, that could be, that could be work. That could be uh, video games. Yeah, that could be your phone. That could be social media. And mm-hmm. studies would show that Likely it is your phone because we're all addicted to our phones. So right. uh, I think that's a, that's a wise word to be able to follow that and, and know like, Hey, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So whatever you're feeding and whatever you're thinking about the most, like that's probably where your heart is too. That's a good reminder.
1: For sure. And, and then the next one is fix your focus on Christ. And, and this happens when we start to guard our heart, we will start to focus on Christ after we guard our hearts. So Proverbs 16, 3, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans, commit your life to Christ, commit your ways to Christ, and he will put you firm and established in the way that he wants you to go
0: in your life. Hmm. Yeah, that makes me, so like I said, I I grew up in church, and we had kind of this like motto, uh, and it made me think of this, if I can say it without messing up but it it says uh, all my life i'll have all i want if all i want is all that god wants for me and so it was kind of it's just this saying if like if my if i put first things first which is my relationship with christ it's going to make everything better not not to say that you won't have struggles and not a prosperity type gospel but this idea of, man, if really you're sold out for the kingdom, you you can't lose because God is with you and you get to work with the father. Mm -hmm. And so whatever may come, you know, you have the ultimate trump card because you know, this life isn't all there is and it's not even the best that there is. Mm -hmm. And so that, that kind of makes me think of that, that phrase, that verse. Right.
1: I like that. Um, Jesus is victorious and because of that we should desire to make our lives uh and, and live our lives in a way that would f- reflect him and please him and honor him and that happens when we guard our heart that happens when we mm-hmm. fix our focus on christ and then the next one is resist the desire to sin and many people struggle with sin yeah sure. i'll say not all many, of us many, many, yeah. all, all of us do you're right and and many people fall into sin and we don't have to and i said this said this verse in the podcast with uh, mark McGoy, and i'll say it again uh first corinthians ten thirteen. no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and god is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted he will also provide a way of escape so that you can endure it that you can resist the desire to sin through the holy spirit power that is inside of you because christ has given you that way out through the through the power of the holy spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, man. I I it makes me think cuz there's so many times like especially if you're in habitual sin, like something you've been doing for a long time, it's like this is impossible. <laughs> like I can't not not do this. Um but I don't know like if you ever been like on a diet or something like like there's things in your life that you got to train your body not to do or to do. And so sometimes we just got to start building those little victories day by day to kind of build up our, our resistance or our muscles. And that can be hard. Like if you ever worked out in the day before and the next day you're sore, it's cause you, you literally tore your muscles apart and now they're healing back together. So it doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's easy, but the next time you come in and work out it, you'll be stronger. And so just, using that as leverage to say hey look this may not be easy but i'm i'm resolute in this and something something that's important to remember though you're not meant to be able to win that battle on your own so so we need the holy spirit in our life we need we, there's nothing good in us apart from christ uh, and part of his design was christianity wasn't meant to it's not a alone sport it's a team sport so you need to be in a community for guys to be asking you really intense questions and uh, same thing for girls. So that's something that can really give you traction in your life when you're trying to resist sin.
1: For sure. Uh, and then the last point that I have uh, for how to lead a Christ-like life and to, how to resist temptation and, and how to live a life that isn't wasted is surrender all of you for all of him. And, and James 4 Verse 7, it says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That if you resist temptation and if you resist sin, uh, then, then uh, you will be able to live a Christlike life. It's saying, here's my heart, Lord. Here's my life, Lord. You have it. Take it from me, and I'll live the way that you want me to live.
0: That's good. You know, we're kind of we started with the topic of missions a little bit, you know, that's kind of my story a little bit, um, but your last point, uh, it makes me think of the Jim Elliott quote. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a really famous missionary that went to South America, this is many, many years ago, uh, and had on his heart to reach an uncontacted tribe that had never really been contacted by a missionary by anything they knew nothing of the gospel and when he, he got there they actually they killed him uh, because they didn't understand what he was trying to do and it was just a very it was a tragic situation but what's what's cool about that is he journaled a bunch and so his wife elizabeth Elliot published his story in the journal and later uh A couple of years later, his wife and his daughter actually came to that same village and visited and forgave the people who killed him and led the entire village to Christ. This is this amazing story, but a really famous quote from um, uh, that time was from Jim Elliot was, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose so that's just what we're talking about you're not a fool if you give up the momentary desires and pleasures and things of this world because you can't keep them they're not going to go with you after you die so you're no fool if you give those things up to gain something that you cannot lose and that's eternal life uh, with christ our lord and savior and so it's just a cool picture and that and he literally he did give up his life which makes it really powerful but I think it's a good mantra for all of us as we're thinking through what does it look like to really leverage our lives for Christ other than just wasting it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and we need to live a life that honors Christ. We need to live one that pleases Christ, that isn't wasted, because Christ is everything. Like, without Christ, there is, there is nothing. Mm-hmm. We, we, there is no meaning without christ and because of that we should give all that we have for him uh, and live like him so that he will be honored in the way that we talk the way that we walk the, the things that we do with our life
0: that's good, that's good. Mm-hmm. yeah well, well, well uh, i feel like we covered everything except yeah. pirates
1: yeah let's talk about those pirates Let's talk about those
0: pirates, bro. Um, so, I'm uh, just a spoiler alert. I made it out alive. So, just to clue in your audience before they get too worried. But so, kind of like I mentioned before at the beginning, like we would go to these villages, and it would take us a long time to get there. And once we were there, we'd stay for a long period of time because it was just really hard to get to. So, picture this: it was my very first trip to the jungle. Like I didn't really I didn't know where we were going. I don't know how long it was going to take us there. Well I did know it was going to take us about four days to get to this one village. And so we load up our boat. We had this like team boat. We put all we put like four or five months worth of supplies in this boat. Uh, so it's myself and then my partner, his name is who is an indigenous guy, an Indian guy from that area and his wife so, so three of us we jump on the boat you know I've had I've read books I've done training I've read, it. you know I kind of know the language so I'm really excited, excited. getting that boat and I don't know Alex if you've ever spent a lot of time on a boat but like after like four or five hours you're like I think I'm good you know like, like you've kind of had your fill of boat life you know you're just like Man, I could do this for four more <laughs> days you know this is great and so I kind of, to be honest, I'm not proud of this, but I, I kind of got bored. And so I decided like, hey, you know, Jesus fell asleep on the boat when he was, you know, in this world. So I'm going to do the same thing. So I, I took a nap on this boat. And so I'm not the one driving it, obviously. I'm in the front. And uh, I took a nap for like an hour or two. And then I can remember kind of slowing down and waking up. And as I see in the distance on this river, there's there's two boats that are kind of like up in front of us, and they look like they're trying to like blockade us, you know, like cut us off. But again, like I just woke up, so I, and I don't know, like is that normal? or Is that weird? Is I have no idea. And so as we get closer, I realize, oh, this is not good because both both boats are filled with about four or five guys each, and they've all got like masks on. Uh, and they're all carrying guns and they're screaming at us to like stop you know so so sure enough like we stop, and then they all just jump into our boat and they scream at us like hey give us your money or we're gonna kill you and like I, it's at this moment when i realized like, oh these are like pirates <laughs> these are like river pirates you know and so they jump in our boat and they have us lay out on the floor and they push their guns with our backs and like it's really like this is crazy you know and I can remember thinking this, like, man, like, you guys picked the wrong boat because we're missionaries. Like, we don't have any money, you know, like, we don't, we, and we were telling them, like, hey, we don't have any money for you. Uh, and so, anyway, we're trying to explain this to them, and they get really frustrated because they think we're lying to them. And so, finally, they decide, hey, enough is enough. And so, they, they take my partner and his wife, and they move them to one of their boats. Uh, and then some of them leave with them, and then the rest of the pirates jump in my boat, and then we'll all kind of take off in different directions. And, and it was at this time when I really realized, like, oh, like this isn't good. You know, like I—that that was the one guy that I knew that knew the culture, knew the language really well. I don't even know where we are. Like, if they said, "Hey, go home, you're free," I don't even know how to do that. You know, like I don't know where I am. And so I, re- I remember thinking, like oh wow like this is this is the time that i need to pray like these guys are saying they're going to kill us and we don't have what they want so that's not a good equation so so i did i just prayed man I, i was like lord would you help us like we're on mission because of you like you you brought us here and would you just give us wisdom to know what to say and know what to do like do we run do we i don't know what to do you know and so and would you just give us favor with these guys, you know, these pirates? And so anyway, I pray that. And then I'm trying to think back, like, so the training that we had, they gave us some like really great training, like contingency training. So like when you know when you get kidnapped, when some, you get hijacked or whatever, like here's some things you need to do. And so, like, so I'm like thinking back, like, what did they? <laughs> like, I'm trying to remember anything they taught me, and I'm I'm coming up with, like a blank. <laughs> I can't remember anything except they said hey one thing you want to do if you get captured like you want to humanize yourself with your captor and and what that does is just kind of reminds them oh hey jason is a human being just like me and so instead of like an animal where i may not care about his well-being but jason because he needs clothes he needs water he needs food just like i do that helps remind me that this is their person. And so that's, that's, that's the thing. only thing I can think of. So I, I kept asking for water, and finally one of them gives me some water, and he let me sit up, and we start talking together. Uh, and at one point, I remember it was really funny. He told me, like, hey, don't worry. Like, you're going to be fine. We're just going to take all of your stuff. You know, and I'm like, okay, I guess that's good. You know, like, it's So anyway, about this time, we all meet back up in this cove, off the main river uh, and, and so it's cool because i get to see my partner again and like they're still alive and safe and something okay that's a win uh but then it, it also is like a, a somber moment because now we're off the main river and not that anyone could not that anyone was around before but now there's no chance of anyone seeing us ever and so in my mind i'm thinking man this if you were going to get killed this is probably the place that they would do it you know and so it's kind of like here we go and so at this point they they start just taking all of our stuff and just putting it on their boats, right just all of it and uh i tell you man it's it's weird i don't know i don't know if it's because we were still half asleep or i mean i I know it could be the holy spirit but we really kind of begin to feel really bold (laughs) so we started talking to these pirates as they're like taking off our you know all of our supplies and stealing and we started telling them like hey the reason we're here and the reason we don't have any money is because we're missionaries and we're here to tell people about jesus have you ever heard about that story you know and so we're like telling the story of jesus as they're like carrying our stuff off you know know, i kind of half listening kind of not Uh And at one point um they i can tell them i can't believe he said he said hey you need to be really careful with this stuff because it doesn't belong to us and they're like what who's it whose stuff is it you know they say well hey this stuff actually belongs to god this is god's stuff we're we're working with god the father you know so just be careful because it doesn't belong to us And bro, this this wig them out, man. They were they were like, what? What does that mean? You know, they were terrified of whatever the implications of that were. But they still have our stuff. But they're like, what do we do? And so, a couple minutes later, they circle up and they come over to us and they say, Hey, would you? We have to do this because our family situation. We don't have money. We got to provide, etc. So, would you? would you forgive us and you pray for us um because we don't have a choice you know or whatever so we're like okay yeah sure so we, we pray with these guys we pray for them and it's this weird moment where we kind of like make peace you know with these pirate friends that we just you know met yeah uh, but at the end of it like we say amen and then they still have all of our stuff like on their boat you know it's not like i gave it back and so we're like hey um could, would you guys be willing to like give us some of our stuff back so that we could go and tell other people about Jesus and we kind of huddle up and talk about it and then they said yeah like we'd be willing to do that So it's crazy like they took half the stuff off their boat that was ours and gave it back to us and then um, you know it was weird like they didn't profess faith at that time but they did walk away with a new knowledge of the father the stuff that they stole you know Uh, And they had more gospel clarity than I think they've ever had in their life, and so it was a weird, it it was an emotional roller coaster. But even though it was challenging, it wasn't what I would have picked. You know, it it really was a a cool way to get to work with the Father, and really felt like, hey, I'm not wasting my life because who, who, how other way would these people hear the gospel if they if God hadn't drawn this up and then we were safe and we got to go to the village afterwards and so it it all worked out but there was a time there where it was like man like this this may be the end of my my life um and and i i felt thankful that at that time i was on mission i was leveraging my life but i'll be honest there's my first thought too was like man i wish i had done this sooner like i wish not not be a missionary per se but i wish i had lived my life in such a way that if i died at any moment i would feel confident that i hadn't wasted my life you know because i think for a lot of times especially when i was in high school like i i was wasting my life i I was i cared about sports and girls and cars like these things that don't mean anything you know Uh, and so it was a a powerful powerful reminder to me to to live your life um on mission so to speak Mm -hmm for sure.
1: And, and, you know, I love that about you, like, what you just said, you you wanted to be confident that you hadn't wasted your life. And Mm -hmm. and I want other Christians to have that same confidence as well. And, And maybe you are wasting your life, maybe you're wasting your life away, living for the world or living for yourself or living for sin. Turn to Christ, say, here's my life, Lord, here's my heart, you have it. You are, the reason that i'm here so i'm mm. gonna give it to you don't waste your life away just living a mediocre life in sin because that's not what god calls us
0: to no that's good man yeah no, I'm yeah, with you.
1: so so with all of that being said that's going to come to an end of this episode thank you jason for being on here for talking about your time as a missionary for for talking about not wasting Uh, our lives as Christians. Uh, Thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a good day. I hope you guys enjoy and goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.